Each of them individually are quite expensive. Correct. But um, now Christmas is coming, Diwali just went, etc. Um, you know, they have these Cadbury celebrations boxes. boxes yeah. That have these mini chotu uh, ones. Of, of diff- all the different uh, yes, of, chocolates. Yes. Um, and the Cadbury celebrations box is much cheaper than buying those individual, uh, you know, big chocolates. But you get a flavor of all and much cheaper. So that's. Kind of like mutual funds. Um, Correct. You don't have to go out and buy all the different expensive stocks yourself. Um, you can just buy the Cadbury Celebrations books. That's, That's amazing. <laughs> I think I've, I've never really thought of it that way. But this is a great way for you to put it. It's, uh, mutual funds are like a Cadbury Celebrations box. Yes. I, I love that analogy. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so I think um, they just make it easy for you and they're picked by experts. So um, they've been around for a while. They have all this research that goes around behind picking behind picking the individual securities in a particular mutual fund. Right. So um, I think that is why a lot of people are behind mutual funds also. Absolutely. They stick by it. We do. We love mutual yeah, funds. We, we are like ardent sort of supporters <laughs> of... In mutual funds. 100%. So um, how much percentage of your portfolio is in mutual funds? Um, I would say about 70-75% of my portfolio is in nice. mutual funds. Nice. Mine is closer to 85. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, even I'm more... not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we clearly are big on mutual yeah, funds. Yeah. And I think the great uh, sort of advantage of investing in mutual funds is that, first of all, as... You know, we've been in the field of finance, yes. we've studied finance, we've um, been around people in this uh, field and yet 
researching a stock and picking the right stock is such a challenging task yes. isn't it i mean it is. it's it's something that requires patience effort it requires you to be in front of the screen 9 to 3:30 sort of just tracking where the market is at where your stock price is at has it gone up has it gone down do you think it's the right time to enter do you think the future sort of prospects for this particular Correct. company are good bad there's and my, too much analysis that I, goes behind picking a stock that even though we are from the field of finance correct. it's something that we don't prefer doing on a daily basis you know 100%. we have daytime jobs which take a lot of our time correct. and i don't think that we'd be able to do justice if we were to research stocks for like a couple of minutes a day and then make a decision to buy a particular stock or correct. not based on that kind of research correct so i think that you know uh, mutual funds are a great way to participate mm-hmm. in the stock market or even in the bond market mm-hmm. or various securities mm-hmm. without having to put that kind of time and effort mm-hmm. that requires to do that kind of research 100% especially um if you look at it now let's say majority of the country now um doesn't have that kind of time to sit in front of a trading terminal and understand investor sentiment ev- for every stock or every bond correct um they have jobs they have emis to they have bills to pay their families to take care of correct so i think that's why uh, you know mutual funds come as a savior where absolutely and we're just talking about the technical analysis yeah. bit, right where yeah. you're sitting in front of the screen trying to track the price mm-hmm. movement but there's so much fundamental analysis also that goes behind picking a 100%. particular company 100%. to invest in yeah. um you know you don't have the wherewithal you don't have the bandwidth you don't have the sort of patience to do the to do that on a daily basis yeah. and i honestly truly believe that investing in the stock market based on some random tips that you got <laughs> from like a friend or a uncle or chacha ji is not the way to make money because more often than not people tell you when to buy something nobody really tells you when to get out yes. nobody really tells you that you know this should be a holding period yeah. this should be your target price yeah, 100%. nobody tells you these things they just tell you acha ye khareed lo ye chand tak jayega but then what you know kharidu yeah. for 1 saal 5 saal 10 saal exactly. you know retirement tak kabhi tak rakho ye stock nobody 100%. tells you that stuff 100%. so it's important that um, you know if you're not an expert and if you don't have the bandwidth to do that kind of tedious research mm-hmm. you stick to investing in these asset classes through mutual funds yeah because they take care of all of that stuff for you you 100%. don't have to go through the headache yeah. you know what you need to do is pick a good fund pick a good fund manager yeah. you know choose something that fits your goals mm-hmm. and then invest yeah. and then you know continue there are various ways of investing in mutual funds you know you Correct. can do a lump sum investment you can do sips mm-hmm. you can do weekly sips monthly sips there are so many options yeah so a lot of people have um, this myth that you know sip mein invest karu ya mutual fund mein they don't understand that it's the same thing sip is not a type of investment it's a way of investing now okay. we, for example aapko goa jana hai okay sabko goa jana hai life mein kabhi na kabhi abhi bhi i swear to god there'll be three groups jahan pe plan banta hai goa jana hai. <laughs> but um acha theek hai goa jana hai kaise jayenge flight se jayenge gaadi chala ke jayenge train se jayenge bus se jayenge there are so many options but point kya hai goa jana hmm. so that's the same thing sips is a way of investing in mutual funds itself yeah, mutual it's, fund is goa it's a way of reaching goa yes it's Correct. a way of just reaching goa 
Systematic investment plan, that's what it's called. SIPs are systematic investment plans. It's a way of investing your money in a disciplined manner in a particular mutual fund scheme. That's Correct. it. Correct. You're just staggering the yes. payment as opposed to putting in money all at once. Yes. That's what an SIP does. Yes. Now, whether you choose to stagger it in a monthly manner or weekly or fortnightly, that's really up to you. Exactly. The mutual fund gives you that option. To choose what suits you the best yes. to invest in a disciplined manner over time. So I think Correct. it's very important that we address this yeah. right in the beginning. Yeah, 100%. And I think it makes um, a lot of sense for people who, again, are starting off in their career, uh, have a job or a particular monthly income. Hmm. If they want to do an SIP, it makes sense because um, they can just account for it in their monthly budget. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. that every month the investment will just sort of keep going. Correct. But going back a little bit, um, mutual funds are for everyone, 100%. But how do you know which type of mutual fund is for you? Absolutely. Correct. And um, this is where your famous buckets come into play. Yeah, my famous <laughs> buckets, which I have, guys, is I have spoken about these buckets in, the, I think, a few videos ago, I've spoken about these yes, buckets. Yes. So let's backtrack a little bit yes. and revisit my famous three buckets of long-term, <laughs> medium-term and short-term. Um, it's very important to categorize your goals in these three buckets. But once you've got your goals categorized in this, sort of simple framework, mm -hmm. it becomes rather easy to pick which mutual funds fit those goals. Correct. Okay. Um, for example, if you have a short-term goal of under one year of taking a holiday mm -hmm. at the end of the year, you want to go to Italy at the end of the year. You know, you know that, I know it's been <laughs> to travel right now, but anyway, if you want to go to Italy at the end of the year, you know you're going to need probably three lakh rupees. That's, that's your short-term goal. Mm -hmm. How do you really reach that goal? Mm -hmm. um, by investing. Because money lying in your savings account is really not the most optimal way of sort of... Growing it. Growing it. It's Good. not growing, it's degrowing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you invest it. Now, for short-term investments of these kinds, what comes into play are debt funds. Now, mm -hmm. debt funds have this particular category called liquid and overnight funds. Mm -hmm. You know, they are funds that invest in ultra short term kind of papers, mm -hmm. which essentially means that your money is invested for a short period of time. And that is what you should consider when you're looking to achieve your short term goals. Correct. Look at liquid funds, look at overnight funds, you look at ultra short term bond funds. Mm -hmm. These are the ones which will help you achieve your goal. Mm -hmm. um, while making your money grow at a very sort of stable rate. And it, keep it safe. And, and keep it, it safe. safe. It's not, the returns aren't going to be super normal. If you're expecting 20% plus returns, not, not going to happen. happen here. <laughs> you know, you'll probably get that 5-6%, you know, tops. 5%. Mm -hmm. But but it keeps your money safe. It keeps your money liquid. Mm -hmm. And it grows it steady. Correct. So, when it comes to short-term goals, I think debt mutual funds, especially liquid and overnight funds, are a great option to consider. Mm -hmm. um, then when it comes to sort of medium-term investing, okay, you have goals that you need to achieve in the next three years. Mm -hmm. You're okay to park your money aside for three years. Now, three years is a very in-between sort of Correct. time frame to invest in equities. Mm -hmm. Because with equities, what happens is that sometimes you're caught at the wrong end of the cycle. Yeah. And sometimes these cycles last very long. Yeah. You know, where the entire overall market 
is, is not doing well let's take last year for example there was so much volatility if if that was the end of your third year i mean you, you would have literally ended up yeah. losing a lot of money exactly you know so so for your medium term goals up to 3 years i would definitely recommend debt mutual funds mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. but there are various other categories mm -hmm. called corporate bond funds or short term income funds mm -hmm. now these are funds that invest in corporate bonds typically mm -hmm. and these are funds that give you that return which is slightly higher than 5% mm -hmm. um you know you'll probably end up getting 7 7.5% here but they also give you that uh peace of mind that your money isn't going to uh go negative correct you know because with equities you're always taking that chance mm -hmm. you know at the end of 3 years you don't know which end of the market cycle you're at and if you're at the bad end of the market cycle your even your investment cost would okay. probably not be recovered correct you know you could be below your investment cost correct. which essentially means a loss mm -hmm. okay so um if you know that you need a goal achieved in 3 years i think short term income funds corporate mm -hmm. bond funds uh, target maturity funds mm -hmm. these are good funds to consider mm -hmm. from that perspective and then when it comes to long term investing our favorite our favorite that's, kind that's my favorite <laughs> kind because um i really honestly truly believe that nothing in this country gives you the kind of returns that equities have given and continue to give yes so um equity mutual funds are a great consideration for long term investing there's also other funds that you can consider probably you know just to diversify your portfolio you could consider gold yes um there are uh, funds that invest in gold that mm -hmm. you can consider for this a lot uh, of people don't know this but there are mutual funds that invest in yeah. commodities like gold yeah absolutely so, yeah and those are great to consider from a diversification perspective mm -hmm. as well but um, you know when you're just starting to build your long term portfolio mm -hmm. a good mix of index funds large cap funds a little bit of multi cap funds mm -hmm. and a little bit of exposure to small cap funds mm -hmm. might be the best way to sort of design your portfolio in the beginning in the beginning you know obviously as you move ahead you need to sort of change this sort of allocation depending on your goals depending Correct. on what long term really means for you yeah you know long term for me might be 7 years but for you it might be 10 years yeah you know for somebody else it might be retirement yeah so 20 years yeah. from now <laughs> so long term also is a very sort of broad uh, time frame that Correct. we talk about but really depending on what long term means for you you can design your portfolio your equity mutual fund portfolio mm -hmm. to be able to achieve the various goals correct that come for you correct 100% so i i love saying this but um you mentioned index funds right mm -hmm. so let's start with that um because in within equity funds also there are so many categories right and yeah. a lot of people don't know the different categories um let's start with index funds because they are my favorite they have given me um uh, a great steady return in my current which was long term 10 years ago sure. <laughs> um and i personally love index funds um i have uh, a lot of money invested in index funds for my retirement so yeah. i'm like 20 years not looking at it correct um and what these index funds do essentially is just they are what we call passive funds right correct. they don't essentially the um, fund manager doesn't really have to 
pick and yes. choose stocks. He just has to replicate the index. Yes. So they just they have like you have the Sensex, you have the Nifty, you have different types of indexes, and they just pick one. Let's say Sensex, and they say, "Acha, isme kya hai?" and copy it and done. Hmm. Okay. There's obviously some um, margin of you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Balancing thing. out. Balancing. The... But what they do is they just try to replicate the index. They try to. Uh, replicate the returns given by the index by investing in the same stocks and bonds in the same proportion. Absolutely. Okay. And now, uh, whenever we have like money control notifications going and saying, you know, Sensex at an all-time high, yeah. that means that ideally your uh, whichever mutual index mutual fund you've invested in, that will also be at an all-time high. Correct. So uh, if you want exposure to that particular number. Yeah, great option. Yeah, and since the um, indexes uh, sort of you know reflect uh, the financial health of our country usually. Correct. It's always a good idea to have one in your portfolio. Absolutely, I always. couldn't agree more. Um, a exposure, an exposure to index funds as a part of your equity mutual fund portfolio is essential. Mm -hmm. Um, because even if your actively managed funds don't do well. Um, and the economy is continuing to do well. Your index fund will replicate Correct. the performance of the index and give you that return. You know? So you will be able to participate in the performance of the economy. Correct. You know, even if your actively managed funds aren't doing well. Correct. Plus, they have a very very low fee. Yeah. Which is the expense ratio yeah. because the fund manager isn't really picking and choosing stocks yeah. and deciding what proportion that's supposed to be invested in. Correct. So. The fee is also pretty low, mm -hmm. so I think it it usually is between zero point three to zero point five percent for index funds, mm -hmm. which is great. You know, it's not not a big fee that you're paying. Yeah. So having a small exposure, I don't know whether small is the right word, but mm -hmm. having an exposure, an exposure to correct. index funds as a part of your long term mutual fund portfolio mm -hmm. is hundred percent. Now let me just give perspective on this, okay? So everybody has seen the um, TV show Scam, right? Yeah. Nineteen ninety two, wala. I'm sure everybody has seen it. Uh, if you haven't, please watch it because it's fantastic. Um, in nineteen ninety two, the Sensex. Um, so they give an example, right? The Sensex. He like you know, uh, Harshad Mehta was uh, trying to manipulate the stock market, Correct. and he took it up to four thousand. Guess what it's today, guys. It's like almost sixty-four thousand. Almost. <laughs> Not there yet, Not but hopefully there. someday. Soon. Imagine. Yes, I agree. It was whatever thirty years ago. But um, imagine if you had invested or your parents had invested in your name um, in that four thousand index fund. Today it would be multifold. Yeah, right? multifold. So it's just it's a perspective on what long term means and what and how it can grow and how you can participate in the growth of the economy. Absolutely. Going back to uh, the long term equity mutual fund portfolio, you uh, we mentioned index funds which we've covered. You mentioned large, small, and mid. Yeah. A lot of people um, don't really. They say that you know, uh, oh, invest in blue chip funds, hmm. but. Blue what chip? are blue chip funds? Yeah, what are what blue are, chip? What are? And what is the difference between blue chip and large cap funds? Right. So essentially, blue chip funds are the top sort of performing companies mm -hmm. that have been around for a very very long time. Uh, they don't probably give you that super normal return, but they continue to grow at a steady rate. Correct. You know, they continue to grow at that. 
and i have been very happy with it it gave me great returns yeah yeah so that's what happens i think you know when you start your investment journey you're probably investing you know a very small amount initially ah, like i remember i started with 1000 rupees a month yeah, yeah. because tabhi to yaar wo stipend hi 5000 ka tha to 1000 rupees also seemed like a very large amount to invest one fifth of your income to went so um 1000 rupees se chalu hua but over time i think i also started investing quite early when i was about 20 21 and then like over time i have seen my portfolio compound at such a great yeah sort of rate that i feel like if i wouldn't have started early on i would have you probably would have not been it. here Correct. i wouldn't these little 1000 rupee investments have contributed towards yeah you know the larger investments that obviously came along the way as well yeah so i think one day you'll wake up <laughs> like 10 years later and I'm be like it. wow like i have a portfolio this size like i didn't even know <laughs> when did that happen? when did that happen right yeah so it's important to continue making those smaller yeah. investments as well right. and obviously lump sum investments are something that you know for example you get a bonus yeah you know invested into pick pick Out your mutual the, funds correct. yeah based on your goals yeah and invest it you know don't leave it lying in your savings account because more often than not you're going to spend it all 100% and like we always love to say hoga nahi to kharcha kahan se hoga correct and that's and that's why i i really have like a pro tip for salary people who do sips make sure that you set your sip to be debited from your bank account in the first 10 days of the month because if it happens in the latter part of the month there is a good chance you're going to spend that money correct and you know, in the first yeah in the first 10 days you just received your salary yeah. you know you're still like okay you know i have this money in my bank account you're not really like going crazy spending on random stuff yeah so the first 10 days of the month um, is a great time for you to make those sip investments Correct. because you're taking care of your investments beforehand 100%. you know you're not waiting till the end of the month to make that sip yeah. investment and then if you wait anyway you're tempted ki so to na again sip skip ho jayega kuch nahi agle mahine debit ho jayega and that agla mahina never comes yeah then it becomes a cycle or a rut that you get caught in and you don't want to be in the wrong side of that situation unnecessarily okay so we mentioned um just quickly off hand about how index funds have a low fee or expense ratio as we call it correct so expense ratio is something that um you use to pick mutual funds Absolutely. right what according to you um are the top 3 or 4 uh, things that you keep in mind when you choose a mutual fund sure um i think i keep it very simple mm-hmm. um for me it really makes um <clears throat> life easy if i look at these three or four things mm-hmm. one being the fund manager okay. you know how long has he been managing a particular fund um you know has how often has the fund manager for that particular scheme changed acha is he sticking to his investment mandate mm-hmm. is he doing what he set out to do mm-hmm. or has he changed his investment strategy completely along the way correct these are a few things that you know i just look at mm-hmm. from the perspective of doing a hygiene check mm-hmm. on the mutual fund scheme that i'm investing in that's that number one mm-hmm. um number two is past performance now this is something that you know a lot of people only look at <laughs> they only look at past performance yeah. here I, i can see ke past 3 years 5 years 7 years this fund has given me 18% so utna milega utna milega past is not a guarantee of future returns Never. we all know that yeah. so 
as much as it's important to look at past performance it's not the only thing to look at correct you know um you look at the past performance from the perspective of seeing the vintage of the scheme mm-hmm. seeing ki okay chalo at least 3 5 7 years mein ye performance aaya hai mm-hmm. so i probably can expect in something in the ballpark correct you know in a in a range mm-hmm. so it's important to check the past performance mm-hmm. as well because sometimes there are red lights where suddenly over you know uh, the longer term yeah. a fund continues to uh, perform uh, underperform its peers hmm. or underperform the index correct and those are some or underperformance benchmark mm-hmm. and those are some red lights that you need to be aware of correct so 3 months 6 months 1 year that's mm-hmm. not Consist- underperformance uh really yeah. you know when you look at it from the perspective of consistency correct it's not something that should be a red light for you mm-hmm. but over the 3 year 5 year 7 year period mm-hmm. if a mutual fund is consistently underperforming its peers mm-hmm. when i say peers other funds in the same category mm-hmm. you know uh, is it underperforming the index is mm-hmm. it underperforming the benchmark mm-hmm. then it may be a red flag that you need to consider you know uh, that's 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 why you look at past performance yeah and third uh is something that i look at which you mentioned called the expense ratio yeah now that is essentially the fee that the fund manager is charging you for doing all the mehnat that he is doing yeah you know um, <laughs> he will obviously not do it for free he is not doing it for free <laughs> it's not like you have to cut a separate check uh, and give it to the fund manager it gets debited from your investment itself correct so um you know you have to see expense ratio uh, whether it's in line with the other funds under- in the category correct. is it unnecessarily is it expensive is it unnecessarily expensive if so why hmm. is the fund manager able to justify it with better performance correct you know yeah so those are a few things that i think basic mm-hmm. you should consider while picking a mutual fund mm-hmm. i mean now this is uh, i'm saying all this once you figured out which sort of mutual fund schemes you want to invest in based on your goals ha huh. you know which category which correct. categories you want to invest in based on your goals correct but this is how you pick scheme correct. within particular categories correct now chalo for your past performance your um, you know your uh, expense ratio etc all of that money control value research lots of websites that give you this information what about this um, you know we always talk about investment mandate and manager and has he um, changed has his investment mandate etc a lot of people ask us where we get that information where do we get that so it's very easily available um you know it's the scheme investment document it's the sid mm-hmm. which usually has a lot of this information correct you know they'll give you um the fund manager history mm-hmm. they'll give you a little bit of information about what the objective of the fund is correct you know has the strategy changed has it remained in line mm-hmm. it's it's basically out there for you to sort of just read through and understand yeah. Yep, it's not something which is uh, hidden. <laughs> you know, it's just people don't go looking it's for people, it. Yeah, it's just that pe- not everyone wants to go looking. Yeah, hundred percent. I just want to add one more thing. There may be like you know, like you must have heard, um, most of these things are a judgment call. Hmm. Now, the fund manager experience of what he has done. Again, it's a judgment call, right? so picking mutual funds like picking stocks is more is art and science together yes you're looking at 
expense ratios, you're looking at hard numbers. But then there is also a certain, um, you know, a certain leap of faith that you have to take. Yeah. That this has worked, this has not worked. Absolutely. This seems to be Absolutely. working, etc. Absolutely. And which is why I think there is no 2 plus 2 equals 4 formula for picking the best mutual fund or picking the best stock. Absolutely. And if anybody tells you this is a multi-bagger, go for it. <laughs> or this is the best mutual fund scheme, go for it. Please don't. Yeah. Please it's, don't. You know, even within the mutual fund... Uh, ranking space yeah. funds get ranked on random, on random things. things and then the, those rankings keep changing yeah. it's dynamic exactly. it's not like you know some fund which has been around since 2008 or 10 has consistently been the top ranker number one <laughs> it's, it's you know exactly it's i think that's what also people people want a easy formula or an easy excel sheet where they put in their income their budget and mutual fund and then it will spit out of five names doesn't work like doesn't that it's called like that. personal finance for a reason because it's personal to every single person yeah it's dependent on your budget on your investment goal on when you require the money on when on how much risk you are willing to take absolutely who's dependent on you how many family members are you insured are you not it's it's a whole mix of things absolutely which is why i think uh, just um understanding that you know there is no set formula this is um this is a good framework to begin with yeah and to sort of follow along and it's, it's a dynamic framework yes. which changes from time to time yes. and you have to keep reassessing and realigning your portfolio yes. basis that your goals 100 percent. and if, and if you've invested in a particular mutual fund you have to go back to it to check ki chalo on money it, control yeah. it's saying six months this much but that may not be the date you invested. Nah. Yeah. So how is your portfolio doing in terms of how is how are the mutual funds that you picked? Correct. How are they doing? Correct. Has anything changed since you invested in them? Is it um, is the SIP still working for you? Um, should you stop an SIP, start another one, etc. Again, all art, more art than science. science. <laughs> Absolutely. Agree. So I think that's it on mutual funds for now. We honestly truly believe that mutual funds are right. So why don't you guys share this with your friends who might want to start their mutual fund investment journeys.